Hello, church, and welcome to the FUMC Borough Podcast. My name is Ben Shaw. I'm the Director of Modern Worship and Media here at the church. And as I said last week, I want to tell you about an exciting service opportunity coming up in the next couple of weeks. Last year, we had our first FUMC Serve Sunday where we went out into our community to spread the love of Christ through service. It was an amazing experience, and we had plans to do it again this year, but as I said, 2020 had other plans. Now, after much planning, our Serve Him team has come up with a way for us to go out and serve again. We are calling it Seven Days of Service, and during the week of November 19th through November 26th, there will be multiple service projects each day of the week for all skill levels to get involved, as well as some DIY service project ideas that you can do from home. The registrations are available on our website now. We would love for you to join us this coming Sunday at 8.30 a.m. for Modern Worship, 10.30 a.m. for Traditional Worship, or 9.30 a.m. for Sunday School. We have both virtual and in-person options for all three of those times. Head on over to fumcm.org for more information. We are so glad that you have chosen to be in ministry here with us at First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we pray that we can all live into our mission of growing disciples of Jesus Christ who know Him, love Him, and serve Him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. Now, here is our senior pastor, Reverend Drew Shelley, as he brings a message from Matthew chapter 25 called Asleep and Empty. God, we give you thanks for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that moves among us wherever we are in many, many places. We pray you will open our hearts and minds to what you say to us today. Give us ears to hear and lives to live. We pray this in the name of Jesus, and together we say, Amen. Our gospel lesson again from Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Then, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, look, here is the bridegroom, come and meet him. Then all these bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the word of God for the people of God. And so we say, thanks be to God. Oh, my goodness, we have a tough parable today. I always wonder where the grace is in this one. Ten bridesmaids doing their thing, lamps lit and ready for the great processional to the wedding celebration but there is a slight delay. 
the groom is taking it his time, it seems. We don't know why. It could be some negotiations over dowry or the cost of the wedding or who will pay for the lobster. We don't know. Bridesmaids all fall asleep. Maybe they've been in the wine. We don't know that either. Word comes that the groom is near. He's on the way. Half of them have run out of oil for their lamps. The other half won't share because what if we all run out, then who will light the way? You should have expected a delay. It's a wedding. There's always a delay. These are the people that have in their office on the wall. A failure to plan on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. The five oilless maids go off in the middle of the night. Uh, Dollar General is open somewhere. Miraculously, they find some oil. They come back, but it's too late. They've missed the groom. The door is shut and the seven-day party, the partay, is started without them. Uh, the doorman to the kingdom of God is quite nasty. We don't even know you girls. They are shut out of their own party. But where is the grace in this parable? Where is the grace? Weddings, always full of drama. I, I can't imagine a seven-day wedding like the one Jesus describes here. I once did a multicultural wedding. Our Hispanic ministries pastor asked me to do the English part. It was to be at the National Guard Armory. We worked really hard to incorporate Hispanic and African-American cultural elements into this thing. Uh, jumping of the broom, breaking of the glass, wearing of the necklace thing I had never heard of. It was all very, very complicated. I should have expected trouble when the bride was unapologetically late, an hour late, to the rehearsal because she was getting her nails done. The whole time, her father assailed the groom with hateful questions that made everybody uncomfortable. Uh, but we made it. We rehearsed every part. Pastor Martino had the primary role, and I had a cheat sheet of roughly what he was saying. Saturday morning started with a phone call from Martino. I'm sick. I can't be there. I said, what am I supposed to do? I don't speak Spanish. I barely speak English, and you're in charge anyway. He said, oh, you'll figure it out. Pray for the gift of tongues. Have faith, brother. That's what he said. Have faith, brother. Well, I did not get the gift of tongues, but I did call the local Spanish teacher, Charlie Alva, my good friend. I said, Charlie, put on a suit. We're doing a wedding. I've got the English. You've got the Spanish. We stood outside the armory by an old tank and talked through things. Charlie said, well, where are my notes? It'll take me a while to translate. I said, Charlie, don't have any notes. This is afternoon improv. Whatever I say in English, you just say in Spanish. He said, I don't really do that. I said, well, just say something about a wedding in Spanish. That's all I know. We got 20 minutes before this thing starts. You all know I'm very time conscious. I like to start on time and finish on time. So I lined up the wedding party about five minutes before the hour. Everybody was there except for the bride and the groom. Somebody said they were on their way. I took that to mean, let's get this party started. I cued the music man, who looked quite puzzled, and the processional began. About halfway up the aisle in the garage of the National Guard Armory, still no groom no bride. So we stopped in our tracks and waited. Music Man flipped through everything in his playlist very creatively. We waited 20 full minutes. Finally, we just came on up to the front, the processional, and they spread out around, and Charlie and I stood in the center, smiled at everyone, and said, Damas y caballeros, abra on negro retraso, which means, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a slight delay. The whole wedding party recessed right back out in the most 
dignified manner. Charlie and I quickly got with the best man. I may have said a bad word and taken him by the arm. Finally, he told me through Charlie's translational services that there had been some trouble with the hog. Unbeknownst to me, there had been a hog roasting in the ground somewhere out in the county. Groom was overseeing this operation with only one helper. They couldn't get the hog onto the trailer to bring it to the armory. A tractor with a bucket had to be procured, and I was not to worry because hog and groom were en route. Now, about that moment, the bride slid in on two wheels beside the tank. Her hair had been completed, and it was magnificent. She got it out of her car and said, do you like my hair? I said, get in line. <laughs> we finally started. On the way up the aisle for the second time, Charlie uh, leaned over and whispered to me, don't give me more than about 15 words at a time. Now, I want you to know, a wedding like that takes 90 minutes, 15 words at a clip. And every time I went over 15 words, Charlie sounded like he had had a stroke in Espanol. By the time it was over, Charlie and I decided we were the bridesmaids with no oil in our lamps. Thank goodness they let us in because it was a fine celebration. Food, music, games, even made a picture with the bride sitting on the tank looking fierce. It was so fun. Lots of grace that day. Lots of grace for all of us. I wonder, where is the grace in Jesus' parable, Matthew 25? Isn't it at the beginning? We are chosen not just to be at the grand celebration, but to light the way for the procession into the grand celebration. I think about when my little brother called me and wanted me to do his wedding. I was never so honored in all my life. It was such a gift, but that gift came with tremendous responsibility. I wanted to honor God. I wanted to bless Adam and his wife, Emily, in that sacred moment. You felt that way too when getting the call to be a bridesmaid or a groomsman. It's an honor that we don't take lightly, and it comes with responsibilities. Jesus' parable teaches us that it isn't a story of God excluding anyone from God's celebration. It is a story of some people who excluded themselves by negligence and not taking their role seriously enough. We follow Jesus' metaphor quite easily. The wedding celebration as God's kingdom, the groom as Jesus returning to fully usher in the celebration, the great celebration that is God's kingdom. We rightly see ourselves as these bridesmaids getting tired, falling asleep, growing weary, but still at the ready for that moment when Jesus appears. We wonder, though, what is that oil that keeps our lamps burning? Where do we get some more so that we don't run out? We scour Matthew's gospel and find it clear as a bell in Matthew 25 and 28. What is this oil that keeps our lamps burning? It is bearing witness to the kingdom of God that looks like this grand wedding celebration by welcoming the stranger, feeding the hungry, visiting the sick and those in prison, and making disciples of Jesus all around the world. This is what keeps our lamps burning. This is our responsibility all day and all night until Jesus returns. Then we have the privilege of lighting the way into this unending celebration. I wonder, 
how are you lighting the way? Is the oil in your lamp low? Have you fallen asleep? Be at peace. But do wake up and discover that the oil you need is made by the way you live, and the way you live is formed by the endless grace of God that wants to be at work within your life every single day. Your task is to be vigilant, lighting the way for Jesus each and every day. Keep awake, for you truly do not know the day or the hour when you have already lighted the path for Jesus to walk into someone's heart. You do not know when you'll do it again either. There's the grace that we get to do that. Thanks be to God. What a gift to be part of something so real and so fun. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, may the people of God say, Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like more information about how to get involved here at FUMC, you can find us online at fumcm.org or by searching FUMC Burrow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Have a great week.